ونستغفرهونهمنهبيهونتوكلوعليهونعوذبالله من شرورأنفسناومنسيئاتعمالناميهدهاللهفلامضللهومنيدللهفلهاديلهونشهدؤلاإلهإلاللهوحدهولاش
So they would come and continuously complain to Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala about the governors, the people of Basra. In fact, the Basran community are indebted to Hazrat Abu Musa al-Ashari radiallahu ta'ala He greatly contributed for this beautiful city Basra. He provided for them the system. Uh, he set for them an irrigation system so that they could have fresh water. Fresh water for them. But it was difficult to please them. And they came to Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala and they said, we have our own reasons, we live in Basra and we don't want Abu Musa Ashari as our governor. Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala the great Sahabi of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, a man who was blessed with a lot of hikmah, wisdom, in order to avoid fitna, he had to remove Hazrat Abu Musa Ashari radiallahu ta'ala from that position. I'm just giving you a glimpse slowly as we proceed towards the last phase of the life of Hazrat Uthman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala so that people understand and realize how difficult it was for Hazrat Uthman. On one side all of the jihadi expeditions conquering Egypt, Tunis, Libya, Morocco, North Africa, the Battle of Subaytullah, Cyprus, Subhanallah. In fact, some of the Muslim historians have even said that during the Khilafat of Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala it was Hazrat Usman who had selected certain individuals to touch the, the port of Spain and to settle there so that the Iberian Peninsula, that part, that entire region would also embrace Islam and slowly work towards, towards them and monitor them what they are, how they are, what is their religious identity and in fact later on for the Muslims to come to Spain it was easy, why? because in general the homework was, al- was already done during the Khilafat of Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala so a lot of credit goes to Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala and at the same time he had to control all of the fitans that were exploding in the region of Basra and also in the region of Kufa. Now they came and they said, look, we are not happy with Abu Musa Ashari radiallahu ta'ala Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala said, fine. And instead Hazrat Usman appointed Hazrat Abdullah ibn Amir radiallahu ta'ala Abdullah ibn Amir was a young man of Qurayshi descent, 25 years of age. And look at the ikhlas, the sincerity. Sahabai Kiram Ajma'een had and the Tabi'een also. These were great individuals. They did everything for the sake of Allah. A man to the status, to the caliber of Hazrat Abu Musa al-Ashari or a great, great scholar, a Sahabi. And now you have a 25-year-old young man Hazrat Abdullah ibn Amir coming to the masjid and now he takes the post of this senior sahabi. Hazrat Abu Musa Ashari radiallahu ta'ala ascends the pulpit and he praises Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he says the decision that comes from Hazrat Usman is khair for the people of Basra. Allahu Akbar. And he says that now you have a young man much better than me and more generous than me. And a man who's 25 years of age and of a Qurayshi background. So I am sure he is the best man for the Basran community. 
and saying that he did al-wida and he left the city of Basra but this shows the lillahiyat the sincerity that these great companions of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam had everything was for the sake of Allah whether they are in that position or whether someone was to remove them it would not make a difference to them why everything was for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allahu Akbar Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us that understanding also that if we do everything for the sake of Allah we will never be hurt if we do everything for Allah we will never be hurt why? we expect too much from others we have hidden agendas we expect everything from the people I did this in return this is what I want we've lost that lillahiyat you don't need to expect anything from anyone everything comes from Allah what you do has to be for the sake of Allah and if you do it for Allah there's no problem why? whatever you did was for the sake of Allah whatever the result whatever the fruits of your action you did it for the sake of Allah and that reward has been recorded these were sahabai kiram ajma'in as for Kufa the most problematic province for Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala and things were very different in fact once Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala and got very angry with the people of Kufa and he sat on the pulpit and he said who amongst you will go to Kufa and sort the people of Kufa out for me one can understand how things were in Kufa these were people who were who loved fitna scandal mongering type of people they would want to spread fitna uh, out of a small issue they would make a, a big issue out of an anthole they would make it a mountain this was the attitude of the people of Kufa also and so during the Khilafat of Hazrat Osman radiallahu ta'ala an the main governor for Kufa was Hazrat Mughira ibn Sha'ba radiallahu ta'ala and he was appointed by Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala look at the concern that Hazrat Umar had for the Ummah received severe injuries the last phase of his life and yet he wants to speak to the potential uh, companions who could be his successors and so he speaks to Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala that if you become the Khalifa then remove Mughera ibn Shu'bah and replace him by Hazrat Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqas and then he says this is not of any form of betrayal that comes from Mughera ibn Shu'bah Hazrat Mughera ibn Shu'bah is a Sahabi of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam there is nothing wrong with him but I feel that perhaps Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqqas is a better candidate for that post. And so if you are the Khalifa, I want you to put Hazrat Sa'ad bin Abi Waqqas. And so during the Khilafat of Hazrat Usman, Hazrat Mughira ibn Shu'aba was dismissed and Hazrat Sa'ad bin Abi Waqqas radiallahu ta'ala an became the governor. Now in Kufa you also had other great companions, one to mention is the giant amongst the Sahabai Kiram Ajma'een who was Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala now how is it that no position can be given to a man like Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala and so Hazrat Usman decided to give 
Hazrat Abdullah ibn Mas'ud the joint position with Hazrat Sa'ad bin Abi Waqqas. And so both of them became the governors of Kufa. Both of them became the governors of Kufa. The responsibility of Abdullah ibn Mas'ud was the Muslim treasury, Baytul Mal. So all of the Baytul Mal, that responsibility about dirham and dinar was with Hazrat Abdullah ibn Mas'ud. Hazrat Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqqas, his responsibility was jihad, fi sabilillah, all of the military expeditions. And because he was the governor, his duty was to lead the people in salah. And so alhamdulillah, it was a unique combination, a very good combination. So you had two great individuals, both of them, Sahabai Kiram Ajma'een and senior companions of Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. But one incident occurred, one incident only, that occurred with Hazrat Sa'ad bin Abi Waqqas. What had happened is, that he had asked Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala an, now we need to remember this that the salary given to the governors was not of high measure it was not a very high salary that's it you'll find that uh, mashallah just enough for them and therefore at times there was this need and anybody who wanted extra money dirham dinar Often they would go to the Baytul Mal, to the governor who was responsible for the Baytul Mal, and some amount of money was borrowed to that Muslim. So, uh, borrowed, and then he, has, he would have to repay that amount back on a due date. This was the system during the Khilafat of Hazrat Uthman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala. Of course, without riba, without interest. And so this was common. A lot of people would come and ask Abdullah ibn Masood. Hazrat Sa'ad bin Abi Waqqas decided, why should I ask anybody? Let me go and ask that I want to borrow some money from the Baytul Mal, from the Muslim treasury. And who was the man in charge? Hazrat Abdullah ibn Masood, a governor. And a governor is asking to borrow money. Remember, this is to borrow money. Not any form of embezzlement of public funds that you see today with the MPs uh, to service the swimming pool and the boiler that is connected to your swimming pool you know all the funds are Allahu Akbar taken from the government and this is not the case with Sahabai Kiram Ajma'een these were people who were God fearing people and it is only borrowing remember there is nothing wrong because even Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa had borrowed amounts of, of dirham and dinar or anything from others. So this was something that was accepted. But Abdullah ibn Masood radiallahu ta'ala an was a very strict man. You get some individuals because of their taqwa who are very uncompromising. And he said, Okay, you are the governor, you want the money, of course I'll give you some money, whatever you want to do, invest. And a fixed date that your this amount of money must be repaid on this date. This is the due date that I want the money back in the Baytul Mal. As the Sa'ad bin Abi Waqqas agreed, no problem, this is this amount of money in the investment, inshallah I will return it back to you. So the money was given. Allahu Akbar, what had happened is that on this date Hazrat Sa'ad bin Abi Waqqas invested the money but he did not have sufficient funds to repay back to the Baytul Mal. 
Abdullah ibn Masood radiyallahu ta'ala and had everything recorded. He came and he said, as a governor you borrow money and you don't pay back to the Baytul Mal. Now Allahu Akbar, Hazrat Sa'ad bin Abi Waqqas is a sahabi, never did he have the intention to give grief to Baytul Mal or anybody who's in charge of Baytul Mal or to Abdullah ibn Masood. He said, I will give it inshallah. Hazrat Abdullah ibn Masood did not accept this, no. This was the due date, and by this date the money should have been returned to Baytul Mal, and you haven't paid back. As Abdullah ibn Masood, being a senior man, also uh, spoke to him in a very harsh manner, in a harsh tone, and you had some of the goofy people that were there listening. And immediately they started this fitna and the spreading of fitna and rumors. Ah, you see, the two governors are now fighting amongst themselves. And some were spreading rumors that the money was taken from Baytul Mal and nothing was accounted for. Inna lillahi wa inna ilahi rajiun. Although that amount was immediately thereafter paid and returned to the Baytul Mal, the Muslim treasury, but the people of Kufa was such that they would want to spread fitna and especially to hurt Hazrat Uthman bin Affan because both of them were appointed by who? Hazrat Uthman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala when this news was given to Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala decided the best option he had was to remove both of them from the post because of the attitude that the people had in Kufa at that time otherwise they would want to create disunity and disharmony between the two companions and so that Usman radiallahu ta'ala said, let me close the matter here. And he said to Abdullah ibn Masood, and also to Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqqas, that both of you are not the governors anymore. And Hazrat Usman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala now decided to send Hazrat Walid ibn Uqba as a governor. Now, when Hazrat Walid bin Uqba came to Kufa as a governor, again people started criticizing Walid ibn Uqba. And they said that Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an sitting in Madinatul Munawwara is playing the role of favoritism. Because Walid ibn Uqba is from the Banu Umayyah clan, and he is related to Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an, Therefore, people started criticizing any excuse. And they said that Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala wants his family members to be the governors of the different provinces. And they said, we will never accept Walid ibn Uqba as our governor also. Imagine the difficulty Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala had. Allahu Akbar. After Zat Mughira bin Shu'ba, Sa'ad bin Waqqas, after Sa'ad bin Waqqas, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, after Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, uh, uh, Walid bin Uqba, he comes, and life is also very very difficult for him, but again, a natural talent, and a natural leader, he managed to calm everything down slowly, and slowly people were accepting him to be the governor. But what had happened is, in Kufa, a man, a very high profile man whose name was Al-Haysaman was killed by a group of youth and so the family members of Al-Haysaman came to Hazrat Walid ibn Uqba and they said that the group of youth have killed Al-Haysaman 
and in return we want you to give us justice Qisas and this was a difficult decision for Walid bin Uqba a group of youth he consulted Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an in Madinatul Munawwara and Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an said that because the group of youth had killed Haysaman all of them must also be killed the death penalty must be enforced on them and this is Qisas and so when Qisas was taken what had happened is that the family members of the youth were also people who had a lot of influence in Kufa. When they had heard that the decision was given by Hazrat Osman and also by Walid bin Uqba and both of them are related and their youth were killed by the death penalty that was given to them, they decided to make life very difficult for Walid bin Uqba and they started the fitna and slowly there was this opposition party also against the governors of Hazrat Uthman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala an Walid bin Uqba in fact things became so difficult for Walid bin Uqba that they wanted him out from this post of being the governor for Kufa and they fabricated all sorts of lies eventually this they staged up this lie and they said that the governor of Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala and Walid bin Uqba was caught drinking alcohol was caught drinking alcohol and they crafted some two three individuals as witnesses that we have seen with our own eyes Walid bin Uqba was drinking alcohol billah, and this was all lies Hafiz ibn Hajar has mentioned this incident in Al-Isaba fi Tamizi Sahaba and he says this was a fabrication, this was all false allegations against Walid bin Uqba. Even the great Muslim historian Ibn Khaldun has mentioned this and he said that there is no truth to this. And so they proved him wrong and they said no, definitely we are right, we have witnesses. And look at the sincerity of Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala and what kind of favoritism was with Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala. He did not show any form of leniency to someone who was related with him and also on him the qisas was enforced and he was lashed because of drinking alcohol of the false witnesses that testified against him. Because of that Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala and had no choice. And eventually, Hazrat Walid ibn Uqba was also dismissed from this post of being the governor. Now Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an sends Hazrat Sa'id ibn al-As radiallahu ta'ala an as a governor. When he comes to Kufa, just to understand, this is just one province. Imagine the difficulty Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an. People coming, going, coming, going, coming, going. Fitna is there. And largely it was to do with the munafiqeen from the time of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam and those that did not want Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an to be the khalifa after Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an. When Hazrat Sa'id ibn al-As came to be the governor, he sat on the mimba also and the first thing he said is that I have just arrived in Kufa but I can see that fitna is looming 
in the region of Kufa. Fitna is looming. And I will try my best to suppress the fitna. He said that and all of the people were against him. And you had another man who was also of very high profile individual in the region of Kufa. Whose second name was An-Nakha'i. An-Nakha'i had his own group of people. Now remember these people were not those who were blessed to accompany Sahabai Kiram Ajma'een or even to stay in the company of Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. These were new cities, Basra and Kufa in the region of Iraq. In fact, it borders Saudi Arabia and Kufa and Basra were two cities not very far from each other. So it was a very difficult situation for Hazrat Asman bin Affan. So this man, An-Nakhai, he had his entire army and he took up arms against Sa'id ibn al-As and he said we will not accept you to be the governor and a group of people went to Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala and they said we have a problem with Sa'id ibn al-As Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala again in order to avoid fitna also dismissed Sa'id ibn al-As from the position of being the governor how many have been dismissed? Huh? Four, five already? Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala now had no choice but to reinstate Hazrat Abu Musa Ashari radiallahu ta'ala who was once the governor of Basra. Remember? For the Basran community. Now Hazrat Abu Musa Ashari came. When Hazrat Abu Musa Ashari came, it was time for salah in in Kufa but he did not stand on the Musalla to lead the people to prayers and all of the people said why don't you lead us to prayers he said I will not lead you to prayers until all of you promise me that you will respect and obey Hazrat Uthman bin Affan ta'ala. and somehow he managed to convince them and all of them accepted and they said yes we will accept Hazrat Usman bin Affan and we will obey him. He was already the Khalifa. But the problem was in the region of Kufa and the region of Basra. All the other provinces, alhamdulillah, were in the full control of Hazrat Uthman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala an. It is said, finally Hazrat Abu Musa Ashari radiallahu ta'ala an was that Sahabi who remained the governor for Kufa until the Shahadat of Hazrat Uthman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala an. Now the criticism that even today you'll find a lot of the historians and even those that have been greatly influenced by Shiism, the Shia community, who have never had any love for Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an or for Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an, and they have no excuses. The only excuse perhaps they have is the fact that some of the governors were related to Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an for which he has been criticized al-yazubillah now just to give you an explanation of how many governors were selected by Hazrat Uthman during his khilafat in total Hazrat Uthman had appointed 18 governors how many? 18 governors 
And from the 18 governors, only 5 were related to him. Would anyone call that favoritism? Huh? Only 5. And from 5 also, in his lifetime, 2 were dismissed. And so from the 18, it was only 3 governors that were related to Hazrat Uthman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala an. And one needs to understand that it was not a unilateral decision from Hazrat Usman to appoint a governor. But there was a shura body that was sitting in Madinatul Munawwara. And after consulting all of the senior companions in Madinatul Munawwara, only then was a governor appointed. So it was not the choice of Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala. And in fact, some of those who were related to Hazrat Uthman and were governors, were actually uh, put in that position by Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala. Now if we study the tarikh, the history of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was so impressed with the tribe of Banu Umayyah, with the tribe of Banu Umayyah, that even in his lifetime he had appointed many of them from the tribe of Banu Umayyah to be leaders of the community. So this was nothing uh, too different in the case of Hazrat Uthman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala. The first thing Hazrat Uthman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala would look into a person is his taqwa and if that person was competent for that position. And only then that position would be given to him. Now, who were related to Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala just to give you some background information of five individuals Hazrat Amir Mu'awiyah radiallahu ta'ala Abdullah ibn Amir Abdullah ibn Sarh Walid ibn Uqba and Sa'id ibn Al-As these were the five governors and we start off by Hazrat Amir Mu'awiyah radiallahu ta'ala Allahu Akbar nobody can question the status of Amir Mu'awiyah radiallahu ta'ala and especially the Muslims who follow the aqaid and the beliefs of Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'at we have to be very clear we must have all the respect of this great Sahabi whose name is Hazrat Amir Mu'awiyah radiallahu ta'ala he is a Sahabi how can Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala favor him to be a governor when look at the qualities that were in Hazrat Amir Mu'awiyah radiallahu ta'ala Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam had appointed Amir Mu'awiyah to be one of the scribes whenever revelations whenever the Quran was revealed to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam a few scribes people who knew how to write would be sitting there and they would record the verses of the Quran revealed to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And Hazrat Amir Mu'awiyah radiallahu ta'ala an was literate, very educated. And this was also the dua of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Once Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam saw Amir Mu'awiyah and made dua for him and said to him, Allahumma allim Mu'awiyah al-kitaba, al-kitabata wal-hisab waqihi al-azab. O Allah, teach Mu'awiyah literacy and numeracy and save him from the punishment of the fire. Save him literacy and numeracy. And this man was educated and he would record the verses of the Quran. So he's also 
the scribe of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And a man who has narrated 163 ahadith of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And a man who was also the brother-in-law of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The sister of Hazrat Muawiyah is actually the wife of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Hazrat Umm Habiba, she was the wife of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And so Hazrat Muawiyah was the brother-in-law. And remember, Hazrat Osman did not appoint Hazrat Amir Muawiyah to be the governor of Syria. But rather he was the governor from the time of Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab radiyallahu ta'ala. And so we need to clear this, my respected brothers. What a great man he was. A man who participated in the battle of Hunayn. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks of the mujahideen that fought in the battle of Hunayn. Allah says, ثُمَّ أَنزَلَ اللَّهُ سَكِينَتَهُ عَلَىٰ رَسُولِهِ وَعَلَىٰ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ A special sakina, tranquility, descended from the heavens upon Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and upon the mujahideen. And from amongst the Mujahideen, Hazrat Amir Muawiyah radiallahu ta'ala an was the very famous Mujahid who participated in the battle of Hunayn. And also Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made dua for him, Allahumma aj'alhu hadiyan mahdiyan wahdibi. Allahumma aj'alhu hadiyan mahdiyan wahdibi. Oh Allah, make Muawiyah, make him a guide and a guided and a means of guidance for the rest of the world. And so can there be any controversy for Hazrat Amir Muawiyah radiallahu ta'ala an to be the governor? In fact, glad tidings to Amir Muawiyah has been given for him to be a man who will enter Jannah, being a Sahabi also. But explicitly in one hadith, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Awwalu jayshin min ummati yaghzoon al-bahra in my ummah, the very first Muslim navy, the very first Muslim navy that will wage jihad by on the sea, and all of the participants, for them the reward is Jannah. And history records that the first Muslim navy was pioneered by Hazrat Amir Muawiyah radiallahu ta'ala the first Muslim navy. And which was the first region that the Muslims conquered? The Muslim navy? Cyprus. Which country was it? Cyprus. And all of these virtues for Hazrat Amir Muawiyah radiallahu ta'ala. Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal rahmatullah alayhi, the great scholar of his time, a man came to him and said, Hazrat, what is your opinion if someone spoke ill about Hazrat Amir Muawiyah? Hazrat Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal radiallahu ta'ala got very angry and he said you people have no respect for sahabai kiram ajma'in that man is a fool that man is a fool who speaks ill of such a sahabi whose name is Amir Muawiyah radiallahu ta'ala and unfortunately you will find that even amongst the Sunni Muslims parents hesitate in naming their children Muawiyah which is wrong that Amir Muawiyah radiallahu ta'ala is a great sahabi a great sahabi Abdullah ibn Mubarak says that through Amir Muawiyah radiallahu ta'ala and the ummah will be tested. Those that love Amir Muawiyah are from the Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'at and those that have 
a dislike for Amir Muawiyah are not from the Ahlul Sunnah wal Jamaat and are from amongst the deviant groups. So we have to be very, very careful, my respected brothers. In fact, once a man came and he complained about Hazrat Amir Muawiyah and they said to Abdullah ibn Abbas, they said to Abdullah ibn Abbas that Amir Muawiyah only prays one raka'at, one raka'at for witr. He only prays one raka'at for witr. So they came to complain to Abdullah ibn Abbas. As Abdullah ibn Abbas said to that man, you come to me and you complain about a man who is known to be the great faqih amongst the companions. You speak ill of a man who is considered to be a great faqih amongst the companions. And this was a warning to the group of people that whatever Hazrat Amir Muawiyah radiallahu ta'ala an does, it is in accordance to the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Just to give you some explanation, because you will find a lot of people, especially books that have been written on the biography of Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an, you'll often find that people have not explained uh, in the manner that they should uplifting the status of this great son-in-law of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam who was titled as Zunnurain for the only Sahabi who had this privilege to marry two daughters of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam inshallah in the next session we will talk about the other governors and how they were related to Hazrat Usman radiallahu ta'ala an and also how slowly the fitna started for Hazrat Amir Muawiyah, Hazrat Usman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala an in Madinatul Munawwara, inshallah we will be covering all the important issues in the next few sessions that are coming. Uh, my request to everyone is, mashallah, bear with me. At times I know uh, it's, it's difficult to take in, but until one does not understand the concept of uh, how the people of Kufa and Basra had dealt with the governors, you will not actually understand why things were so difficult in Madinatul Munawwara for Hazrat Uthman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin Allahumma salli ala sayyidina wa nabiyyina wa maulana Muhammadin nabil ummi wa ala alihi wa sallim taslima Allahumma taqabbal minna wa tuba alayna inna kanta tawabur rahim nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk Allahumma inna nasulaka al-affa wal-afiyata fi dunya wal-akhira Ya Allah hamari is majlis ko kabool farma Allah is majlis ko kabool farma Allah یہ مجلس ہماری ایک بہانہ بن جائے ہماری مغفرت فرما دے اللہ جو بیمار ہے ان کو شفا دے اللہ جو بیمار ہے اللہ ان کو شفا دے جو دنیا سے چلے گئے اللہ ان کی قبروں کو منور فرما اللہ ایمان کے بعد کفر سے ہماری حفاظت فرما عزت کے بعد ذلت سے ہماری حفاظت فرما تندرستی کے بعد بیماری سے ہماری حفاظت فرما یا اللہ یا رحمان یا رحیم ہمارا خاتمہ بالخیر فرما یا اللہ ہمارا خاتمہ بالخیر فرما وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وزواجه وذرياته واهل بيته اجمعين برحمتك يا ارحم الراحمين